Welcome into Locked On Phillies. In today's episode, we're discussing another loss for the Philadelphia Phillies. But I'm going to tell you why this is kind of a, an anomaly, this last little stretch for the Philadelphia Phillies. And there's a very clear stat that points to that. We'll talk about how they get it turned around in today's afternoon game and what an off day can do for this team just to help them get right because they have an off day coming tomorrow. All of that in today's episode of Locked On Phillies. Locked on Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, this is indeed Locked On Phillies. I am your host, Connor Thomas. You've been hearing me talk Phillies baseball for years. If you're in the Philadelphia market, you can hear me on the radio, on the television. Uh, happy to be here as your host of Locked On Phillies. Thank you so much for checking out Locked On Phillies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Phillies have another chance to get right today, taking on the San Francisco Giants at 3.45 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, an early baseball game for the West Coast uh, trip. So nice to have there. You'll be able to watch it. But if you can't watch it, maybe you're at work and you want to listen to it. You can hear every pitch of the Phillies hometown radio broadcast of today's game against the Giants on the Sirius XM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies and you'll be able to go ahead and pull everything up there. Unfortunately, the Phillies are coming off their third straight loss. They fell to the Giants last night, score of four to three in that one. And it was not a pretty game. The defense has been rough out there in San Francisco. Another one last night, there was a big spot in the game where Cody Clemens, who was playing first base, just completely lost the fly ball that Bryce Stott was unable to come up with and ended up uh, with a run scoring on that one. And uh, runs are at a premium when you've been swinging it the way that the Philadelphia Phillies have been swinging it. So the bottom line, the stat that's been defining the Philadelphia Phillies so far in this series and for the past couple games, the last three games during this three-game losing streak, the Philadelphia Phillies are one for their last 33 with runners in scoring position. That's terrible. That's unacceptable. And with this lineup, it's almost unfathomable. So what that says to me is, okay, take a deep breath, Phillies fans. Do we want them to win? Absolutely. Does it suck that they've now underachieved on this road trip and the best they can do if they win today is go 500 on a road trip against two teams that are sub-500 teams? Uh, yeah, that's that's not good. OK, that's not what we set out to do. That's not what I said ahead of this road trip was going to be acceptable for the Phillies. But here's why. Not that it's OK, but why you can kind of explain it. That one for 33 with runners in scoring position is just one of those stretches that happens during a baseball season where it's like, OK, we're cold right now. I don't know that the Phillies are playing bad baseball. And actually, they've gotten outside of the Bailey Falter game, solid starting pitching. So that's the upside for this, like the road trip has been good on the mound largely. And you have to figure out what you're going to do with that fifth starter spot in replacing Baylor Falter, who was sent down yesterday. He was optioned to triple a Lehigh. We talked in yesterday's episode about what the Philadelphia Phillies could do to replace Bailey Falter in that spot. But when I see one for 33 with runners in scoring position, I say, okay, it's a team in a slump right now. Teams go through slumps. It happens. You lose games because of it, but that's not a fatal flaw of the team. That's a They're not swinging it all that well right now. Hopefully they'll break out today in day game and get everything right. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more later on in the episode about how the off day could help them out with that. But let's jump into what exactly happened in last night's game so we can go through it. Zach Wheeler started on the mound for the Philadelphia Phillies. And the stat line he put together, 
not great, not bad. Six innings pitched, nine hits allowed, which he got touched up a little bit there, but only four earned runs. It's not a typical Wheeler performance, but he did strike out eight. He only walked one. Uh, sometimes you can steal those games. He, he didn't cost you the game. He could have been better. He could have gone deeper, but I don't put yesterday's game on Zach Wheeler. He wasn't great. He wasn't bad. He was just kind of, eh. And for your top pitchers, that's not good, but the bigger problem is the offense and the lack of production from them. I mean, I'm just going ahead and looking at these numbers from the game. And Bryce Stott, one for four. Trey Turner, one for five. Bryce Harper, one for four. I mean, a lot of hits in this game, actually, for the Philadelphia Phillies. They had 10 hits, only three runs to score for it, or to score for it, to show for it. That goes to what I'm saying. They've gotten opportunities. They just haven't cashed in. They need big hits to come through. The only person in the past 33 bats of the running score, runners in scoring position with a hit is Bryson Stott in last night's game uh, when he had an RBI single. But outside of that, these runs have all come via home runs or extra base hits or stuff like that. It's just it hasn't gotten the job done for the Philadelphia Phillies. And that's on the lineup. That's on the guys at the plate, not the fielding. And the fielding hasn't been good. But it's not on the fielding. Now, you could say that uh, two nights ago, uh, Tuesday night's game, that that was certainly on, or sorry, Monday night's game, <laughs> I'm losing my days, was certainly on the fielding to some extent because they had a couple big errors in that second inning where uh, San Francisco hung six on the Phillies, enough to win the game right there. Last night's game, I mean, Maybe it's on the fielding as well, but I look more at the coming through and runners in scoring position. You can't score three runs on 10 hits. That's not acceptable. Uh, bottom of the third uh, is when the Giants broke through. They got the first two runs of the game. Uh, Estrada had an RBI single, uh, and then uh, Michael Conforto had an RBI single. Conforto just kills the Phillies, man. That guy drives me insane. Makes it 2 nothing in the bottom of the third. What do I say about the Phillies, though? The mark of a really good team is what I'm going to keep pointing to. Good teams answer when they give up runs. Top of the fourth, Bryson Stott had that RBI single scoring Brandon Marsh, the only hit in the past 33 at-bats with runners in scoring position for the Phillies, making it 1-2. to two. And then uh, Cody Clemens scored on a balk uh, by uh, the pitcher, uh, Alex Cobb. So you're looking at a, a situation where you get two runs in that inning and you go ahead and you even up the score. And then in the bottom of the fourth, you give it right back. Uh, Joey Bart scores on a double. And then Lamont Wade hit that one to the right field line, shallow that Cody Clemens didn't see. Uh, then went ahead and scored uh, Joey Bart is four to two, and just like that, you're looking at a situation where, uh, or I'm I'm sorry, Joey Bart's was the one that was the double uh, that Bryce Stock couldn't come up with. Lamont Wade just had a, a straight up single to left field that Kyle Schwarber couldn't quite get to, dropped right in front of him, scoring Joey Bart four two, and that would be all the runs that the Giants needed because the Phillies wouldn't score again to the top of the ninth. Kyle Schwarber hit a solo home run. Good to see Kyle Schwarber kind of coming out of it, but this lineup needs to be consistently better. They need to put together bigger at-bats and bigger spots. They've done that before. This lineup is comprised of guys that have been there before, so I'm not too worried about this on a season level. Right now, just in a rough stretch. Need to pull out of it today in uh, Game 3 of the series with San Francisco. You cannot get swept by a team that came into this series well below 500. Unacceptable. The Giants are not good enough to sweep the Philadelphia Phillies, and yet, because of the lack of clutch hitting, they're in position to. So, yeah, big performance today uh, for the Philadelphia Phillies. Big opportunity for them to right the ship a little bit before they come back. 
and we're going to dive into exactly what they need to do that in today's game. You're going to get to see Taiwan Walker again. We'll preview that entire game and jump into everything uh, as we continue with Locked On Phillies, and I'll talk to you about who the big performers need to be in the closeout game of the series for the Phillies to not get swept. We'll get into all of that and more as we continue today's episode of Locked On Phillies. All right, let me tell you about one of our new sponsors. You may already be familiar with them because I've talked about them a bunch, but it's so rare. So rare is awesome. It's a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace, transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 Major League Baseball teams. And unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, so rare managers, they truly own their fantasy experience. They're collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. You can do this. Win or lose, you still own your cards, and there's no cost to play. Plus, the more you win, the more you advance, and you get options for increasingly powerful cards, and you access next-level competitions with next-level rewards. What are some of those next-level rewards? Well, MLB game weeks happen twice weekly and span a three- to four-day cycle. So you have two chances a week to go ahead and take home some of these awards. And at the end of game weeks, so rare MLB managers who rank at or near the top of their competitions, uh, they're going to win a variety of rewards, which can include so rare scarcity cards, makes your team better, gets you a chance to win more rewards in the future, game tickets to MLB games, merchandise, signed jerseys, VIP experiences like meeting MLB stars. All these things are available. Prizes may vary depending on the competition, of course. So you got to get to the higher level competitions to get the big boy prizes. But go ahead and get started now so you can work your way up. It's such a fun game. You get to keep the cards and kind of build the team the way you want it. So head to SoRare.com slash LockedOn. That's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E, like so and rare, put together. <laughs> SoRare.com to draft your team of free player cards and set your lineup and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's SoRare.com slash locked on to start playing today. All right, the Phillies take on the San Francisco Giants in an afternoon baseball game. 3.45 p.m. Eastern Standard Time will be first pitch. You can hear every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast on the SiriusXM app as they take on the Giants. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies, and you'll be able to hear uh, Taiwan Walker take on Ross Stripling. And you've got an opportunity, if you're the Philadelphia Phillies, to, like I've been saying, right the ship. Now, Taiwan Walker has been okay so far this year. He's 3-2 and two with a 5.75 ERA, a 1.38 whip, and 40 and two-thirds innings pitched. Now, on the other hand, Stripling has an 0-2 record. He's got a 7.14 ERA. He's got a 1.59 whip in 29 innings pitched. Less innings, less of a sample size there, but... He's given up nearly as many hits as Walker's given up in 40 innings in his 29 innings. He's given up 10 home runs in 29 innings. Uh, I'm going to do some simple math here. That's a home run every three innings. That is not good. And what that says to me is this is the perfect opportunity for the Philadelphia Phillies lineup to break out. Now, you got a righty on the mound that you're facing. Better with lefties, or sorry, better with righties to face the Phillies lefties. I always talk about that. The Phillies, if they had their ideal pitcher on the mound, I'm sure they'd say it would be a righty. They get the righty today. They get a guy who's struggling, a 7-1-4 ERA. I mean, there's no better time to break out than what the Philadelphia Phillies have right here. And this is just frankly, I can't call anything in mid-May a must-win game. You understand. Nothing's must-win until you get down the stretch and you might need a game to make it into the playoffs or to win the division or to uh, win a playoff series when you get to the postseason, all that stuff. Those are the real must-wins. But 
this is an opportunity that the Phillies can't let them pass. I'm not going to use that term that I was just saying, but I will say that everything fits really well circumstantially to say that the Phillies should win this game. I liked them a lot in yesterday's game. And if they had hit with runners in scoring position, they would have made me look like a smart man. But now I got to make it up to you guys listening because I promised you a Phillies win yesterday and they didn't come through. And that's on me for believing in this team when they are not hitting with runners in scoring position. But guess what? I am a flawed person and a flawed fan, and I'm going to go ahead and uh, fall back into the same trap again. The Phillies are going to win today, and here's how they're going to do it. Those middle of the lineup guys have to come through. Earlier on in the week, I was talking about, oh, the lefties with a righty on the mound have to be good. No, it's not that anymore. Now I'm just looking at the middle of the lineup. Trey Turner, Bryce Harper, Nick Castellanos, those are the guys that are going to have to come through. And I mean, honestly, you can extend it from Turner to Real Muto. So bring Real Muto in there as well. Turner, Harper, Castellanos, Schwarber, Real Muto are the guys that have to come through. Bryce just thought that's leadoff. Okay, that's fine. He's more of a table setter. Uh, Alec Bohm, a little bit further down in the lineup, and it would certainly help if he comes through. He went 0 for 4 yesterday, but he's not one of your bigger paid guys yet. I mean, he's talented enough to be. He's been incredible this year. Alec Bohm's putting together a really, really good season. Feel very good about him as a hitter. He's in a bit of a cold stretch right now. My point is, your big name guys are the ones that have to come through. And those are the Turners, Harpers, Castellanos, Schwarbers, Real Mutos, those type of guys. That's when you have runners in scoring position. It's two through six, two through five. Those are the guys that need to really come through and hit. And they haven't lately. And that's on them. This isn't on the starting pitching recently besides obviously the Bailey Falter game, and even that was partially on defense. The lineup needs to go ahead and say, okay, our pitching is starting to give us what we've asked for. Now we're letting them down. How do we put together a complete game? I'd love to see the Phillies play a complete game defensively, offensively, pitching-wise. I mean, score five-plus runs today. Score seven-plus runs today. Run it up on a guy in Stripling who's not been good this year. Uh, Go ahead and take advantage of getting a pitcher at the right time. I mean, the last two pitchers you've seen, have been pretty darn good ones in Wood and Cobb. Uh, They've been having good seasons for the San Francisco Giants. Today you're seeing a guy who's not having a good season, not having a good stretch, uh, probably wouldn't be pitching for a lot of major league teams, but the Giants don't have that deep of a rotation, so he's still in the rotation out there in San Francisco. Take advantage. I'm looking through at some of the averages, too. And here's the other thing that this shouldn't scare you, but just something to keep an eye on. The Phillies' offense has definitely cooled off. I mean, Bryson Stott's batting 281. Trey Turner's down to 258. Bryce Harper's still hitting 319. He's superhuman. Oh, well. Nick Castellanos still having a great year, 305. But then Kyle Schwarber, 179. Never going to be an average guy, but that's low. Uh, JT Romito's actually jumped it up a little bit. He's batting 299 after going two for four yesterday, so that's good. But Bohm's down to 271. Uh, Marsh is down to 288. Those are both guys that were over 300 earlier on in the year. Cody Clemens, who played yesterday, he may play again today. They'll probably have Edmundo Sosa back at third base and move Alec Bohm over to first. But uh, if it's Cody Clemens again, he's batting 214. I mean, this offense is starting to uh, come back down to a normal level. They were pretty darn hot and had a couple guys that were hitting really well, but we knew Brandon Marsh wasn't going to be the best hitter in baseball this year. We know Alec Bohm is not going to win an MVP award this year. They're very good young players. Bryson Stott, same thing to be said. Like He probably won't win a batting title this year for the Philadelphia Phillies. But uh, they've come back down to earth a little bit towards where they're going to be from a very hot start, and that's understandable. 
that's when guys like Harper and Turner and Schwarber and Realmuto and Castellanos and have to, I almost said Hoskins because we were talking about him and how he could help the Philadelphia Phillies where he healthy right now. But those big name guys are the ones that when you get into the start to get into the dog days of summer, which the Phillies are coming up on here in just a couple weeks, well, they need to go ahead and produce. That's when the machines, the guys that you look at the back of their baseball card and they're 280 with 20 home runs every year. Uh, 290 with 15 home runs every year. Trey Turner, 300 every year. They need to start hitting their weight. And that'll happen. I firmly believe it will. I think the only reason the Phillies are in this three-game slide is because the runners in scoring position anomaly, which I don't see as a major fault of this team. They have clutch hitters. They have big-time performers. The guys will start to come through. It's just a rough stretch right now. And the Phils are left treading water because of it. Now, taking a look at the standings here and seeing where they are in the NL East, I just want you to have a general idea of even though, oh, the Phillies might be struggling, the Braves are starting to come back to the pack a little bit. The Nationals are 18 and 24 in last place, eight games back of Atlanta. The Mets are 20 and 23. They're three games below 500, six and a half games back. They're going to figure stuff out. Right now, they're not playing well. The Phillies are 20 and 22. They're six games back. They're two games under 500. The Marlins are even at 500. They're having a solid start to the year relative to the rest of the division. They're five games back, and Atlanta's up there at 26 and 16. But that's not like it's not like the race is over or anything. The Phillies haven't even played the Braves yet. There's plenty of time to make up that ground. The point I bring up is the Phillies are one game back of uh, second place in the division. They could be there by the end of the day or be tied for it by the end of the day. And they have two NLE series coming up end of the month with the Braves and the Mets. I mean, the Phillies are not like trailing the pack. If it was like last year where Atlanta's good and the Mets are exceptional, and then there's other teams in the National League that are rolling around that are pretty darn good, like you'd be in a little bit more trouble. But the Phillies right now, no, they're they're looking like they're in all right shape, even though they haven't played well. When this team hits their ceiling, probably will around June or July, just like they did last year, they're going to go on a run and they're going to make a run at the top of the division. They're going to make a run at a wild card spot and they're still going to be fine. So this three game skid is not panic time. The Phillies have not hit panic time yet this year. It's still way, way too early. They're only a quarter of the way through the season. Long way to go. Just something that they need to get right. This is more of, so I was an economics major. There's microeconomics, which is on the smaller scale, obviously, and macroeconomics, the bigger scale. Microeconomics would look at like, uh, day-to-day, how do consumers do stuff? And macroeconomics looks at, like, how does the world economy work? How What are these overarching theories? In this episode of Lock on Phillies, this is a micro episode. This is how do they stop this three-game skid? It's not why do the Phillies not hit on a macro level as a team. They're going to. They're going to be just fine. Uh, they're going to be all right in the long term. But right now what they need to do to get out of it is lean on those big bats in the middle of the lineup, come out of a slump against a bad pitcher, and take advantage of an opportunity today against the San Francisco Giants. Again, today's game, 3.45 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast of the game with the Giants on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Giants, and you'll be able to pull everything up there and listen to the game that way if you're at work and getting that in. And uh, hopefully that will go well, even if it doesn't. And I do think they win today. The Phillies get a nice uh, schedule break here coming up. I just want to talk a little bit as we wrap up about what an off day means for a Major League Baseball player, the grind that the Phillies have going on uh, over the course of a Major League Baseball season and how a win could be almost like a double win. We talked about this before, but we'll get into it again as I wrap up Lock on Phillies today. 
But first, I want to tell you about our newest sponsor at Locked On. <sighs> Unbelievable. I can't tell you enough good things about them. Bird Dogs. If you haven't heard about Bird Dogs, I don't know where you've been for the past couple of years because they've been big for a while. Happy that they've jumped on as a sponsor for us here at Locked On. Let me tell you all this stuff about why I love Bird Dogs. And they sent us a couple samples here. So I had uh, a couple pairs of shorts sent to me, the Bird Dog shorts. They're unbelievable. I'm not wearing them today. I'm not wearing them right now for this episode. And you might be like, wow, it's your first time talking about them. You're not wearing the product. Why are you not wearing bird dogs? Because I already wore them. I got them two days ago. I wore one pair of shorts. They sent me two pairs. I wore one pair the day I got them and the next pair yesterday. They're unbelievable, unbelievably comfortable. You can get them with these nice, comfortable linings in there. Uh, so you don't even have to wear the undergarments, the underwear with them. They're so breathable. They're athletic feel. They've got anything you need to feel comfortable when you're going around. It's nice and summery out there. That means it's bird dog season and everything's great. There's so many great things about bird dogs. They got the right fitting pockets for when you need to hold on to stuff. Sometimes when you get like those short shorts, they don't have long enough pockets for you to fit all the stuff in there. No, not only does bird dogs have the deep enough pockets, but they've got like zipper pockets on their pants. The fabric's great. You look great in them. They have great style. It's not like you're not wearing your dad shorts. No, they're very modern, very sleek. They look super cool uh, when you're wearing them. Show off the legs a little bit. I work out and my legs normally look all right, but they look even better in the bird dogs. They just fit perfectly. All the measurements are easy to go ahead and put in. And it's super versatile. You can wear them at the beach. You can wear them working out. You can wear them to the office, depending on what type of job you have. You can wear them out to the bar. You can wear them on any occasion. They're kind of like the chameleon of shorts because they just fit right in in any environment. They blend right in. So they don't blend in. They look cool, but you can wear them for anything. So what I want you to do, go to birddogs.com, birddogs.com, slash locked on MLB. And when you enter promo code locked on MLB, They'll throw in a free custom bird dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. I have the tumbler. It's been all I've been drinking out of the past couple of days. Sent me that as well. It's absolutely awesome. So go ahead and check it out. Uh, again, birddogs.com slash locked on MLB and use the code locked on MLB and they'll throw in that free custom bird dogs Yeti style tumbler uh, with every order that you place like that. So what are you waiting for? It's summer. It's bird dog season. Go ahead and check them out. All right, wrapping up Locked on Phillies today, just off day tomorrow. When you're in this type of a, a skid and you're going one for 33 with runners in scoring position, part of what that says to me is you're in a slump. Another part is you're pressing. There's a chance that you start forcing things, so trying too hard, reaching for balls out of the zone, not having good at bats, pressing at the plate. Those are all things that naturally happen when teams or players go through slumps. And sometimes it's hard to get out of that when you're playing every day. So that's why it's great that the Phillies have an off day coming up tomorrow. They'll have the off day to travel back here. They got the Cubs this weekend. They're going to be home for a little bit, the Phillies are. So it's a nice chance to come back from the West Coast road trip that hasn't been all that kind to them. Now, they win today. They've gone 500 on the West Coast trip, and that's not terrible. You can be somewhat okay with that. I wanted to see four and two considering the competition level, but an off day, I mean, that's something that mentally is refreshing for guys. And I think the Phillies will play much better this weekend against the Cubs, especially being at home and with nice weather in the forecast here in Philadelphia, as the weather continues to break and move towards the hot weather and summer and hitting season. That's all good. You can hit out of a slump. You can do it playing every day, but it's much tougher when it feels like every day you're just waking up and going back to the yard and trying the same thing over and over again, and it's not working. 
Off days are slump busters for a lot of players and sometimes for teams. And the fact that the Phillies had a nice week with a couple of off days and had two last week, it's just it works out very well for them that this is the part of the schedule where they could use a break. So momentum wise, a win today could feel like two wins. Because that's all you're going to think about on that plane ride home from San Fran is just, okay, we took the final game. We went 500 on the road trip. We hit with some runners in scoring position. We come back with some confidence, get the rest day, settle in at home, do some chores, maybe some laundry, and then get ready to have a a good series at home this weekend against the Chicago Cubs. So uh, a lot on the line today in a game that might seem very inconsequential in the grand scheme of things. Uh, The trends of the week say this is a very good win for the Philadelphia Phillies to have today. Can they go out and get it? Well, it's going to depend on one, Tywin Walker continuing the good starting pitching we've seen recently, and obviously outside Bailey Falter, and the offense coming through in clutch spots. Can they do it? Well, we'll find out, and we'll talk about it on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Phillies, but that's all for today's show. Thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, Locked on Phillies, of course, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure you're rating and reviewing wherever you get your podcasts. Leave comments. Uh, Check out the YouTube. Subscribe on the YouTube if you haven't yet. It'll get you the latest notifications from Locked on Phillies. It costs you nothing. It takes no time, really. You just click a button. It takes like two seconds. And uh, you're subscribed. Helps me out. Helps you out. Makes the process better for everybody. So do that if you haven't yet. And I'll talk to you next time on the next episode of Locked on Phillies.